Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. Guys, welcome back to another episode of The Wake Up Call. And this one here might get you a little fired up. It might get you a little bit frazzled, and it might even get you or somebody you know a little bit pissed off. And I'm okay with that. This show, today's episode, I wanna talk about this topic. The topic is, being fat is mostly a choice. Now, when I say that, some people are gonna get up in arms. They're gonna you know, throw their hands in the air and they wanna throw stones and rocks at me and think, you're an absolute dickhead, Jesse. How dare you say that? That's unbelievable. How, how can you say that, a fitness professional? How can you say that being fat is a choice? Well, let me rephrase it. I said it is mostly a choice. But I wanna elaborate on what I mean by that statement. I don't for a second think that anybody sits down or they stand up at one moment in time and declares, I choose to be fat. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying and what I assert is that it's more along the lines of people make bad choices over a long enough period of time that they end up in a position where they are either overweight or obese. So it is not one moment in time where they say, I am going to be fat. I choose from this moment on to be a person who is fat. No, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that over the course of three months, a year, three years, five years, someone, maybe it's you, maybe it's a friend you know, maybe it's just people in general, make poor food choices. And the word I use there is choices. When we eat things, when we drink things, it is a choice. It is a conscious decision to put something in your mouth and consume it. That is what I am referring to when I say being fat is a choice, mostly a choice. It is a culmination of a series of choices that somebody makes over a period of time. And the stats back this up. I live here in Australia, I live in Perth, but in Australia, the statistics show that almost two thirds of people in this country are either overweight or obese. Two thirds of the country, overweight or obese. And it's not to say it's a good thing or a bad thing. From a health standpoint, it is a bad thing. It negatively affects health and it decreases longevity, meaning you are at risk of health conditions which will cause you to die earlier. So while some people can make excuses about the environment, you know, surroundings, society in general, and you know, being more busy than ever before, the truth is you have to stand up and take responsibility for your own actions. Nobody is standing in front of you with a gun saying, you have to eat that, or you've got to drink that. No. Every decision you make when it comes to food and drink is yours and it is yours alone. And this is where, this is the crux of what I feel the real problem is. People don't actually stop and think about what they are doing on a daily basis. 
And what ends up happening is after making a series of unconscious or not very well thought out decisions, bad things happen. Negative outcomes start occurring. People start gaining weight. And then if they gain enough weight, maybe there's another health condition associated with that. Maybe it's diabetes. Maybe it's high blood pressure. Maybe it's a stroke or maybe it's a heart attack. And these aren't things that happen instantaneously. They don't happen overnight. They take time. It's one decision and then it's two decisions and then it's three decisions and then it's four decisions. And it just adds up and it adds up and it adds up. So the fact is this guys, whether or not you like it or you don't, we, Australia, as a country, are a fat country. Two thirds of the population is either overweight or obese. That's that's the stats, that's what it points to. So I don't think it's a lack of information. People ask me all the time, it's like, I don't know what to eat. Like there's a, it's conflicting information. And yeah, I understand there might be conflicting information, but I don't think there is a lack of information. In fact, there is more information in the world than there has ever been in the history of Earth. Think about that. Now, some people choose to look at information from celebrities, you know, Insta experts, and all of this bullshit, and they grab onto fads and gimmicks. And the, the truth of the matter is, the, the secret, and I'm using air quotes here, the secret is the same as it's always been. Don't overfill the bucket. And what I'm referring to here is what is called energy balance. Energy balance, calories in and calories out. And this is the bucket analogy. I want you to imagine you have a 10 liter bucket. The capacity of this bucket cannot exceed 10 liters. You are the bucket. If I put 10 liters in to that, 10 liters of water in that bucket, it fills up to the top, right to the brim. It's just flat. If I was to put any more water in there, the bucket would overflow. So what you put in the bucket is food, is drink, is sugar, is carbohydrates, is fats, is proteins, is anything you consume which has calories in it. Anything which contains calories. Calories is just a measurement of energy, okay? Doesn't matter where this energy comes from, but it all adds up and it all goes in the bucket. Like I said, you are the bucket. If you put more than 10 liters of water in that bucket, the bucket is going to overflow. It's gonna spill out the side. And to reference a human, that adds up to weight gain, getting fatter. So that's what energy balance is. If you overflow or overfill that bucket, it's gonna overflow, it's gonna spill out to the side. That is what is known as a calorie surplus. You are consuming more calories than your body can deal with. That leads to weight gain. If, however, you choose not to fill the bucket up to 10 liter capacity, let's say you fill it up to eight liters or anything below 10 liters for that fact, for that matter, anything below 10 liters, there's still room in the bucket you can still add things in there. That is what is called a calorie deficit. When you are in a calorie deficit, you lose weight. So this is, this is not negotiable. 
This is how the body works. This is what energy balance is. Now, I wanna go through briefly some of the mathematics behind this and some ways you can achieve this. There's an old saying, I don't know how old it is, but you know, move more, eat less. And th that's not entirely the whole picture, but it does have some components that work for it. So let's say for example, you fill the bucket up and you have 10 liters of water within it. That is calorie maintenance. That is a neutral energy balance. You haven't overfilled the bucket, but there's no more space within it. So if you fill the bucket up consistently to 10 liters or you consume enough calories basically to maintain, you basically maintain your weight. You haven't overflowed the bucket, but you haven't underfilled it either. So there's nothing else that could possibly go in it. That's calorie, um, that's a neutral energy balance. So if you fill the bucket up to 10 liters and then you go and do some exercise, let's say you go and do a 30 minute walk you end up tipping some of that water out. Now you haven't you haven't put anything else in it, you haven't overflowed it, but you've actually tipped some water out. So there's now more space in that bucket. That is creating a calorie deficit. When you move your body, when you exercise, when you do physical training, your body at a metabolic level is working hard to make sure that you can do the you can perform the activity or the exercise required. Your body burns calories, it uses energy so you can function and perform the task at hand. I hope that makes sense. So you filled up the bucket to 10 liters, you go and do some exercise, you empty some of that water out of the bucket, creating a calorie deficit. So that's one way you can lose weight and you can create a calorie deficit is by exercise. Another way you can do it is by making smarter food choices. So let's say you normally have a 200 gram steak. If you wanted to empty some of that water out of the proverbial bucket and create a calorie deficit, you might change your 200 gram steak to 150 grams. You are consuming less food and thereby fewer calories. And you create a calorie deficit. Some of that water gets emptied out of the bucket. So reducing portion sizes is a fantastic way for you to reduce your calorie intake. And the reason I share this is because both of those options, whether you choose to implement physical exercise and activity or improving your food choices, they are both choices, they are decisions. So if your goal is to lose weight and drop body fat, those are some strategies that I would seriously get you to look at. Look at what foods you're eating, how much? How much exercise are you doing? Are you doing any? So I don't believe it's a lack of information. I believe it's a lack of action. And what I also think is happening is that we don't have people making well-informed decisions and actively thinking about the choices they're making. So most people are so damn busy that they just do the same thing over and over and over and over again. Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And then all of a sudden they wake up and they're like, fuck, where'd this beer belly come from? What's what's this fat on the underside of my arm? Where, did that, where the fuck did that come from? Well, it didn't just come out of thin air. What happened is you didn't pay attention to the signs that your body was telling you over weeks, months, and years. 
And you could debate this all you want with me. I could do this until the cows come home. But the fact of the matter is, you are where you are for a reason. It's not a matter of you being a bad person or you being unlucky. It is a matter of you consuming too many calories for too long a period of time. Now, if this upsets you, I'm sorry, but it's the truth. I'm not here to coddle you and tell you everything's gonna be okay. You're doing the right thing. Because if you're not, you need to know you're not. And then you also need to understand how you can make better decisions and then get better outcomes. So take that information and understand what it actually means. What I'm saying, if you aren't at the body shape that you wanna be, if you don't have the body you desire, it is because you are consuming too many calories. And this might come in the form of portion sizes being too big or having too many snacks or drinking too much alcohol or having you know soft drink, whatever. The fact is you need to cut down on the calories. You have to create a calorie deficit. So this is my point. This is what I'm trying to get to here. Unless you have an awareness of your current body, your physical body that you are in right now, an objective understanding of what you look like, how the fuck do you know if you're going forwards or backwards? So this is what I want you to do. I actually want you to have a look at photos of yourself from one month ago. What's the comparison? What do you look like now compared to one month ago? How about one year ago? And what about 10 years ago? What's the trend? What's the comparison? Are you a bigger person? Are you a smaller person? Are you leaner? Are you fatter? And it's not to say you're a good person or a bad person. We're just trying to get the facts here. What is your body shape now compared to those time frames? A month ago, a year ago, 10 years ago? So it takes time. Gaining weight takes time and so does losing it. And this is why people get so frustrated when they try to lose weight. They look at the scales, they hop on and they see a number and it doesn't say what you want it to say and you're like, fuck. And then you, you think scales are shit. I'm never gonna use scales ever again. They make me feel bad. I can understand where you're coming from. But this is the way I want you to try and think about the scales. The scales, all they do is tell you a number. They don't tell you what type of person you are. They don't tell you if you're a good person, a bad person, or an indifferent person. They just tell you a number on the scales. It just tells you what you weigh. So some people, some people say scales are bad. They don't tell the whole story. I understand where they're coming from. There are a number of factors that go into the number on a screen. You have fat. You have muscle, you have bone, you have water, you have undigested food within you. All of these things contribute to a number which is mass. It tells you your body mass, what your body total, what it weighs. That's it. And if you can think of that and understand the scales aren't there to piss you off, make you have a bad day, make you cry, all they are there to do is give you an objective measure. Today, you weigh X. And if it doesn't say the number you want, don't get mad at the scales. Don't pick them up and throw them across the fucking room. 
If you're not happy with the number on the screen, that is a direct indicator that some part of your life needs to change. That's all it is. If you don't like what it's telling you, change it. You actually have the power to change it through your daily decisions and actions. So if you're trying to lose weight or if you have a friend or a family member who's trying to lose weight, understand it's going to take time. It didn't take you, it didn't happen overnight. You didn't just wake up one day and become 20 kilos overweight or 30 kilos overweight. It took time and it's gonna take time to come off as well. So when you are trying to lose weight, you're going to be faced with some resistance. You're gonna get mad, it's gonna bring up some emotions, you're gonna get pissed off, you're gonna get upset. But understand the scales are not the be all end all. All they are used for is to get on an objective measure of your current mass, how much your body as a whole weighs. So here is how you change your current outcome. You need to make a decision to start making better choices. And when I say that, people look at me like I'm an alien. Oh, can't be that simple. Just make better decisions. Yeah, right. I'm 30 kilos overweight, Jesse. What's one decision gonna do? Well, this is what it's going to do for you. You are where you are because you made certain choices and decisions. I think we both can understand A plus B equals C. If I eat this in too much, if I, if I have too many calories over enough period of time, I'm gonna get fatter. We've just discussed that. I've gone through the bucket analogy. You should understand that. So how it pertains to losing weight is the exact same thing. If I make better choices and I do it for a long enough period of time, I'm going to lose weight. Fuck, that sounds pretty technical, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It's actually pretty simple. And because it's so simple, people dismiss it. They brush it off and they think, nah, that's not sexy enough. That doesn't sound right. I'm going to go and scour the internet and find another fitness influencer to tell me it's gonna be easier. Maybe I can go and do a T-tox, or I can put a wrap around my belly or a vibrating belt. That's just gonna jiggle the fat off. It's fucking bullshit. It happens one choice at a time, one day at a time. Every day is a chance for you to do the right thing and take the right actions. But you have to focus on them every day. Now, it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's simple. If your goal for the day, if you have a history, if your current routine consists of you drinking alcohol every day, maybe your daily action, the only thing that you change is no alcohol. Don't change anything else. So in order for you to win the day, the goal is no alcohol. So if you do that, if you can today tick that box, you have won the day. And then when tomorrow comes around, your goal is the same. No alcohol. Win the day. Now you've got two ticks in a row. And then the third day, you do the same thing. Win the day. No alcohol. Bang, we've got three ticks. One, two, three. We've got a little bit of a streak happening. Three days, a bit of momentum. And after you've done it for three days, seven days, 14 days, this is what happens. People get in the honeymoon phase and they think, oh, it's kind of lost its allure. Oh, there should be something more. Oh, the scales haven't budged. This doesn't work. But all you've done 
by having that mindset and taking that approach is you're actually stopping yourself from moving forward because it takes time. I've just discussed this with you. It's going to take time. And this is what happens when people start to change habits. This is why New Year's resolutions fail for most people because they try to do too much. They try to, you try to change your whole fucking world, your whole existence and flip it upside down and start afresh. So from going, from not going to the gym to trying to go 14 days in, 14 hours in, in a week. It's unrealistic, it's never going to happen. If you've been exhibiting bad eating habits, regularly drinking more alcohol than you know you should be, eating sweets after dinner, snacking when you're not even hungry and doing these things and then thinking you're going to fix them all in one fell swoop mm -mm, not happening that's why people fail they try to do too much in one go start small what is the easiest thing that you can change right now and get a tick on the board pick that and do that today and then tomorrow do it again and the day after do it again and what you're gonna find is, yeah, it's gonna be monotonous, it's gonna be boring. But that's how you get results, is by doing the simple things on a very consistent basis. And by consistent, I mean every fucking day. Eating good for one day, awesome. Give yourself a pat on the back. But can you back it up tomorrow? Can you do it for a week? Can you do it for a month? Can you do it for three months? Can you do it for a year? Because if you can't, See yourself doing certain habits and certain actions and certain behaviors in two weeks time, forget about it, don't even bother. Because you're just gonna set yourself up for failure. It has to be something you can actually stick with. That's the goal. You don't just wanna lose the weight and have it come back on for the 19th time, do you? Do you? I don't want that for you. I want you to actually make change and make permanent change. So, Win the day, get the tick on the board, and then tomorrow you worry about the same thing. Don't worry about progressing and making it harder. Show me you can do it for a week. Show me you can do it for two weeks. Then maybe we can start stacking another habit. So, bit of a rant there. Anyway, I wanna go through this small example, and this is what I mean by thinking about your daily decisions and choices. I want to ask you, what is a better food choice? Going and eating McDonald's or having lean meat and vegetables? McDonald's or lean meat and vegetables? What are you gonna pick? What's a healthier option? What's gonna help you lose weight and drop some body fat? The lean meat and vegetables, very good, well done. Now that's a ger generic example, but it's still appropriate. You have thought about A versus B. Well, A and B, I don't like to go A versus B, but if in this example, it works. Now, if we think about why the lean meat and veg is a better option. Okay, it's not as fatty, cool. Okay, it doesn't have as much salt. Excellent, that's fine. Okay, it's less processed, beautiful. Okay, it's more processed, which means it's not gonna have as many vitamins and minerals. Okay, so we're getting more micronutrients from the vegetables. Excellent, well done. Uh, what else, what else? 
Okay, the meat's probably going to be processed, which means it's not going to be in more of a natural form, which means it's probably not going to have as much protein as well. So we've just defined the lean meat and vegetable is a superior option because we are getting more protein. It is in more of a natural and less processed state, which means your body is going to have to process it and burn more energy and calories to break it down and turn it into usable energy. Beautiful. It's got vegetables. Vegetables have fiber. Fiber helps you stay fuller for longer. And vegetables also contain lots of vitamins and minerals, the micronutrients. So that is a very simple way for you to compare A to B. In this example, McDonald's or the lean meat and the vegetables. And the reason I break it down in that way is because this is what you can and this is what you should be doing. If you are struggling with your weight, you need to divvy up the pros and cons of certain foods. So if you currently eat more fast food than you should be, if you currently drink more calorie beverages than you should be, if you're currently having more snacks and you can't seem to figure out why the fuck you keep snacking, it's because you are currently deriving more benefits than drawbacks. So I'm gonna go back to the McDonald's. If you are somebody who consistently eats fast food and McDonald's, what are the pros of having McDonald's? What are the benefits of having McDonald's? Okay, it's fast, cool. It's easy, yep, don't have to prepare it, sweet. It's cheap, yep, it's convenient, it's tasty, and you can drive, You can go through the drive-through. Or, if you want, you can order it to be delivered right to your doorstep. So you don't have to think about it, and it gives you immediate satisfaction, instant gratification to curb your hunger or your cravings and satisfy your immediate urges. Those are some of the pros of having McDonald's, and you've probably got your own. Now, what are the cons? What are the negatives? What are the drawbacks of eating it? Okay, it's gonna be fatty, it's gonna contain a lot of sugar and or a lot of salt. So, a lot of fat means it's going to be calorie dense. There's going to be a lot of calories within a small serving of food. So, in order for you to get full, you're probably going to have to eat more than you want. So the portion sizes are going to be larger. Again, more calories. And after you eat all that food rapidly, because you just scoff the chips out of their little packet and you gob down that burger and you smash down that drink, and maybe you've had a McFlurry just to wash it down and give you something a little bit sweet to finish it off with. You sit there and about 10 minutes later or 30 minutes later, you start feeling a bit sluggish. Oh, struggling for air here. Yeah, I don't feel so good. Don't really feel like I've got too much energy. And then comes the negativity cycle of, fuck, I shouldn't have eaten that. I probably could have made a better choice, but I didn't. Oh, you're a dickhead, why'd you do that? You do this every time. Self-sabotage. You go into this negative cycle and state of bashing yourself up. So those are the cons of eating McDonald's. If you don't weigh up the two sides, and if you don't even acknowledge that there are two sides, you're always gonna go for what's easiest. The body's natural default setting, what's easiest. So it is all a matter of choice. It is all a matter of choice.
when you're in that drive-through, you decide what you're going to order. You don't just go in there and say, oh, excuse me, uh, what is it? Jacob, is it behind there? Hey, Jacob, what do you recommend today? You don't do that. When you've pulled into the drive-through, you've already made your mind up what you want. Or if you haven't, they've got a whole menu for you. And then you decide, you look at the menu and you look at the pictures and you look at the cost and you think, hmm, that sounds good. Okay, I've got $20, so yeah, I can get one of those and I can get two of those as well. And you decide what to order. You decide what you order, you decide how many, and then you also decide how fast you eat. If you're really starving, really ravenous, maybe you miss lunch, you smash that thing in. Choices. So you need to start to ask yourself, is this food going to get me closer to my goals? Yes or no? And if the answer that you're constantly or consistently responding to yourself is a no, you can be pretty certain the direction you're going to go. Is this food, whatever this food, and you can also insert what drink you're having, is this drink going to help me get closer to my goals? Yes or no? After a certain period of time, you're going to get pretty fucking sick of saying no to yourself. But most people don't do this. They don't even get to this stage. They don't even assess the foods and the drinks that they're consuming. And they just eat. And they just drink. And then they do it again tomorrow. And then they do it again tomorrow. And then the weekend comes and fuck, work's been pretty busy. Bit of a splurge. And then Monday comes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn it all around. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be better. I'm gonna make a change. I'm gonna start that diet. And then you repeat that cycle over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. For weeks, for months, for years. And that, my friends, is how you gain 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 kilos. Certain choices, certain behaviors, certain decisions over a long enough period of time equals a certain outcome. There's your secret. There's how weight magically appears. So for you listening, if what I'm telling you, if what I'm speaking to you is hitting home and you think, fuck, that's me. This is what I want you to do. I need you to start to think about your goals more clearly, more consistently, like a daily basis. Until you start to align your actions to your goals, you will be out of alignment. And the weight that you are currently carrying will remain there. It's not going to go anywhere until you start to change your actions so they align with the goals that you say you have. If you want to learn how to do that, and how to identify if you are in alignment of your core values and of your goals so that you can figure out if you are living in alignment or if you are pushing yourself away from your goals, I would highly encourage you to go and buy the book, The Values Factor by Dr. John Martini. He goes into detail about specific situations such as what I'm describing to you here and also about the benefits and the drawbacks. Because if you keep taking certain actions, it's for a reason. You perceive to be getting more out of that action than doing something else. That's the only reason we as humans do something, is because we get more benefits out of doing it than not doing it, or by doing something else. 
So if you're serious about actually making a change, go and buy that book, The Values Factor by Dr. John Demartini and start to study what I'm talking about here. But before I leave you, I wanna actually give you some actionable information that you can take away and use for yourself, for your family, for your friends, for the people in your world who you care about. Five strategies to make better food choices. Strategy number one, ask yourself, am I hungry, am I bored, or am I thirsty? Most people, as soon as they get a little inkling of hunger, they go straight for food. No delaying, no second guessing. It's, oh, I felt a little something there. I must be hungry. I've got to go and eat. Bang. But are you actually hungry or is your just stomach turning a little bit? Is it just digesting the last meal you ate? Or are you bored? You're just at your computer, you're fidgeting, you're not really getting anything done. Or maybe you've had your dinner already, you're just sitting on the couch, you're trying to pass the time and you think, yeah, a bit of dessert would go quite well. Or are you actually thirsty? Have you drunk any water at all today? Thirst is often mistaken for hunger. So, maybe go and have a bit of water, have a drink. I might actually have a little bit right now. That's good. Number two, is this going to get me closer or further away from my goals? So whatever food or whatever liquid you are about to consume, stop and ask yourself, is this going to get me A, closer, or B, further away from the goals that I have? Number three, if you do choose and you do want to eat a less healthy food option or a food choice, let's say it is the McDonald's, wait for five minutes. Wait for five minutes and see if you still want it. Because a lot of these urges and cravings and things that you have are instantaneous. They are in the moment. So if you just wait for five minutes, those feelings, those urges, they might pass. But all you have to do is wait for five minutes. Now, I'm not saying sit there and time it and look at the clock and watch the numbers go around. Just wait for five minutes. Just go, and go about your day. Keep doing what you're doing for five minutes. And if you still want it, wait for another five minutes. And then after that one, if you still want it, you have made a conscious decision to go and eat that food. The key word is conscious. It is a decision you have chosen to do it, but it is now on your terms. You have waited five minutes. Okay, I still want it. Still, yep, I still want that food. Still want that drink. Wait another five minutes. You have chosen to delay instant gratification for longer. You've prolonged it. And then if you still want it after those five minutes, and then after that second five minutes, it is a choice. It is an active decision to go and eat that or drink that food or drink. Number four, drink a cup of water directly before every meal. So one of the actions I get my clients to do and try and focus on is to drink three liters of water per day. Some people say, oh, there's no way, I can't do it, Jesse, no way. Three liters, you're joking. Well, if you drink a cup of water before every meal, that's 750 mils. If you just have your standard three meals a day, and then if you're just sipping it throughout the day, you're probably gonna get another 750. And then if you go and exercise, that's another 750, and then you're just about there. 
You see how easy you can get the water intake in when you focus on it? So before you have a meal, grab a glass, grab a cup of water, drink it. Number five, eat slowly. This one here catches a lot of people by surprise. This is something I talk about and is taught in the nutrition coaching program, which I use with my clients. And it is about mindful eating and eating slowly. It takes time for your body to recognize and register that you're actually full. It takes about 20 minutes. Don't quote me on that, but it's about 20 minutes. It takes time. So if you're a fast eater, if you sit down, you grab your knife, your fork, or your spoon, and you start shoveling food in your mouth, you're going to be able to eat more than if you ate slowly. So if you know you're a fast eater, if you have the habit of just sitting down and just shoveling food in, little tip for you, put your utensils down between mouthfuls. And you start to challenge yourself, how slowly can you eat? So you can actually use a timer for this one. So let's say you eat and it takes you four minutes, 23 seconds to eat a meal. It's pretty quick. Next time, if you're eating a similar meal, can you make it last longer? Can you go to four minutes 30? Can you go to five minutes? And it is going to give your body time to send and also receive the signals that food is going in and you're actually getting nourishment. So that's number five, eat slowly. So this is my challenge for you. If you are still listening, if you are still engaged and you still want to lose weight or know somebody who does, this is the challenge I have for you. It's very simple. No cheap meals for one week. No cheap meals for one week. Okay? So that gives you clarity of decisions and actions for the week ahead. A lot of people say, oh, I don't know what to do. Well, I've just told you what to do. No cheap meals for one week. That is my challenge to you. And the way that you are going to get your seven days, your one week, is by winning the day. Win today. No cheap meals today. And then tomorrow comes around, your goal is the same. No cheap meals. And then you've got two ticks on the board. And if you do that consistently enough, you will succeed and you will beat the challenge of no cheat meals for one week. So guys, I hope that makes sense. I hope you can understand where I'm coming from here when I say that being fat is mostly a choice. It is a series of decisions over a long period of time that adds up to weight gain. Like I said, if you overfill the bucket consistently, you are going to get fatter. That is why in Australia, Almost two thirds of the population is either overweight or obese. Now, you have to ask yourself, do you wanna be in that statistic? Or will you choose to make better decisions and better choices moving forward? Nobody else can answer this and nobody else can make the decisions for you. It's all on you guys. I hope I've given you enough information to actually make a start. And if you are on board, your challenge is set. No cheat meals for one week. Off you go. Get after it. If you loved the wake-up call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please, share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.